Welcome to the Wale and Yemi Football Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 15 of the Wale and Yemi Football Podcast. My name is Olawale Adigun. Hoping you guys had a splendid weekend. Yes, I did have one. Um, it was also coronation weekend over there in the UK. Although, like the CNN reporter said, nothing concise for you. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> we don't give a shit about the coronation. Yemi, what's up, I do? I'm good, Wale. Uh, it's been a good weekend. Um, to something came up over the weekend that I saw. Yeah, was interestingly, you you found a way to put it on the outline. So what we get to? Okay, we, definitely, de- get definitely. To, to that point. But but did you keep yeah. your eyes on the on the coronation? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know anything that was happening. Big shout out to Liverpool fans. They booed the anthem, the national anthem. Uh, God save the, the king. king. <laughs> but I mean, that's, that has to be researched. What really has got to happen? I mean, just like City booed this. UEFA anthem, which also is deeply steeped in something. Yeah. I think Liverpool also have got some something, no, you know, with the just, national anthem. It's not just about Liverpool, it's about the state of the nation as a whole. Oh, okay. So there's a huge um, cost of living crisis yeah. in the UK. Power crisis. Uh, power crisis, cost of living, things have gone up, things of essentials have gone up, so a lot of people are not happy. So why and don't that, we do our own anthem here? Yeah? Oh, okay. <laughs> How many times that you will hear the anthem? By the big shout out to Tiwa Savage. Um, she, oh, yeah, awesome performance. She repped, huh? yeah, yeah, and yeah. she she repped well. Yeah, she did. She that, did. That's got a lot of people talking. That's got social media talking. Yeah, so yeah. that was really huge. Queen of, the queen of Afrobeats, as they call her. Yeah, but but some also had issues with the choice of the song. No, no, the audience is different. The audience is different. I think the title of the song was "Kiss to the Kingdom." Kiss to the Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, so she she, she has sang Kele Kele Love. No, she couldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> you can see that the, the audience is different, the the event is yeah, different. Yeah. So it had to be something classy, mm. let me put it that way. Uh for 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 her to do that performance. And okay. and classy was. Yeah, classy was. All right, but we'll still recapping the weekend. What, what was your major highlight of the weekend? Um nothing exciting for me. It was more of uh a reserved weekend. I was mm, just okay. chilling uh, until Saturday that I drank that drink that I told you about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's very nice drink. Yeah, I mean, I also had a couple of drinks over the nice. weekend. So, big shout out to my friends. <laughs> but, um, all right, so this weekend, what I like about it, Yemi, is that it sets us up nicely for this week. Yeah. So, because of the coronation, the full Premier League games couldn't be played on Saturday. So, we have three games today. Yeah. Champions League yeah. Tuesday, I'm Champions League Thursday, Wednesday. Europa League Thursday. You know, probably another Friday night football. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's a busy week we're looking forward to. And um, we should enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, busy week. Turn on the tape. Um, going to the end of the season. Squeaky bomb time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't wait for the, the subplots from the Champions League, especially for Tuesday. Uh, Real Madrid, um, taking on Man City, and of course the Milan Derby. Uh, so it's a huge prospect for this weekend, and also looking forward to the weekend. As well. This week, I'm looking forward to the weekend as well. So, lots to look forward to. My, my, my highlight actually came from Argentina, though. The Super Classico, River Plate, Boca. Oh! Nine yellow cards, six red cards, 19 minutes at the time. <laughs> Crazy game. I mean, it's a game that always that, that delivers. delivers. Yeah, it delivers every time. <laughs> that's how a derby should be. You know? uh, that's a civil war. <laughs> <laughs> I 
know, I know the thing about the spirit of Maradona. He's been living since like oh, last year. Oh yeah, Baba is just one fool. Every year. I will talk about uh, the Maradona collection on Apple uh, later on, but I mean today also is a very very important day. It's a very significant day if you look back to recent history because this day ten years ago. Was when Alex Ferguson announced that he was oh, going yeah. to leave Manchester United. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw, saw that. <laughs> the rundown. Yeah. some throwback, right? Why is Ronnie picking up this topic? Because, I mean, in United recent history, that had to be like a, a key moment. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Very, very huge moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if a huge bye bye to the past. But give us the backstory because this is not the first time not the first that Ferguson says he wants to leave United. I think before the treble winning season, yeah. and I think 2001 also. Yeah, before the treble winning season, he had said he was going to retire. Uh, then I think uh, 2003, was supposed to retire again. Um, the final of the Champions was supposed to play at um, Old Trafford, mm. and he felt it was going to be befitting time. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then he, he, that retirement didn't come until 10 years later, where he just said, look, he needs to spend more time with his family, especially his wife, who had sacrificed a lot for him. And I think his wife also suffered a bereavement. I think her sister, her sister Bridget Robertson, yeah, was very the, close. Yeah, very close to yeah. him, giving him the, the stopgap for those times that he wasn't available. She was a good to person. So, 10 years after, she decided to, I wanted to say, if it's not anything, hang your boots. But for coaches, which ones they're going to hang? <laughs> <laughs> but but you also have to applaud. Do I applaud it or is this something that should be studied? How United kept that secret? Because I also remember that I think Fergie was obligated to inform United by the end of March, you know, and you you informed them. The Glazers couldn't con, con, you know try to convince him to stay on. What how United kept it between the thirty first of March till the 8th of May. Yeah. I mean, that has to be really studied. <laughs> Even, I, I think that, I think that as way back as 2010 years ago, I'm not sure United had an official Twitter handle. No. I'm not sure. They have as a Yeah. So as a result of that, even when, if you go check the post of Fergie retiring on their Twitter feed, it didn't get enough traction. I think tonight's size is about 25,000. I mean, in this day now, if you announce Fergie's retirement, you probably get a million retweets, <laughs> something like that. But it was a was a secret, well kept. Yeah, it was well kept secret because um, for corporate governance reasons, for image management reasons, yeah. you know, they had to keep it quiet till so they had a bit of uh, a semblance of what direction the club was going to mm. go to. And of course, at the same time, you know that David Gill was also leaving. Oh yeah, I was leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bit of a shock for the for the club, which I maintain is one of the reasons why United are where they are today, because of that announcement that both of them left the same time. Um, for succession, proper succession policies shouldn't have happened. Two biggest guys in the United Arabs should not have left at the same time. But do you think it got the the proper send off? Now, I remember that there was some good. Uh, Touch of class from the United players. I think he got a Rolex. Fedna was talked about it. He got a, 19, a Rolex win in 1941, the year of his birth. In fact, they said they set the time to the time he was, was giving born. birth, 3 mm-hmm. three zero three p.m. 
Then he got um, a memento of his pictures at the time, and it was wrapped around the leather of the original Ferrari, you know. I mean, that was a good touch. But as a club, do you think he got... Yeah, he ended on a high. He left on a high. He won... Yeah, like, but I just felt as a club, maybe he didn't get... I won't say a proper send off. I was expecting something much more grander. So you go like on now. Most of their things are very simple, well thought out, very thoughtful. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't think he left as well because I left the best way he could, which was delivering one more title, United's twentieth, and that's why United are still has the most. So, 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 so United still don't have a title since that twentieth. Yeah. I'll get to that shortly. By the way, I learned that Fergie still has an office at Old Trafford. Interesting. No, um, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's like an office. Somebody, if I was somebody, both visited it, I said somebody, somebody tweeted one very funny tweet yeah. last week. Uh, I'm trying to remember the person's name. The person's a known uh, tipster on, on Okay. So when Napoli's title was announced, that they won the title, and, they were, and you know, people started linking things saying, uh, my girl passed on. Napoli, uh, Argentina won. Yeah, won yeah. Won three titles, three continental trophies since she passed on. And then Napoli now won the league. So they said, come, I think somebody needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> but but Fergie having an so, office of Trafford. The first name is Sister Honcho. Okay. The, the Twitter person that does a tipster. But, but the reason I was, I was trying to pass that, that, that point across was because just for us to understand Fergie's influence Oh, yeah. At the club. And that also, you know, links to the fact that he self-anointed David Moyes. Oh, yes, which probably the biggest mistake. What's that a mistake? Oh, yeah, it's a huge mistake. Why? Well, I always say this. You say, well, I criticize Grand Potter, right? I say, walk, when walk past you, that walk past David Moyes. So David Moyes wasn't time. deserving of a United no. job? Also, a lot of things, if you look at the totality of the event, yeah, a lot of this culminated in the quote-unquote failure of the remorse, or that remorse era. Uh, one of such was not having a proper plan, mm-hmm. succession plan. Two, not having football people around him that could support him. Look at the way... Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, sorry to stop you there. I might help you rephrase that because I wanted to touch on that. I don't think it was a Alex Ferguson error. I think it was more of a David Moyes error. I was listening to... Renan was was writing yeah, about it, yeah. and Rene was saying that he personally had a, a talk with David Moyes and said, "Hey, coming in, you want keep to us, make total wholesale changes yeah. by bringing your backroom staff. How about you work with those who know this club? This club have played Champions League games upon Champions yeah. League games. They've won championships. You haven't done anything like that. Your backroom staff haven't been at this kind of level. So why don't you just?" Ease yourself in gradually, but Moyes says no. He wants to come with everybody from Everton, and Rene felt those were the baby steps. Those were no. the steps like that led to the failure for David Moyes. I actually agree. I actually agree. So I don't think it was Fergie anointing no, him. No. No, but you see, at the same time, um, Moyes' best achievement or biggest achievement, yeah, was qualifying Everton for the Champions, Champions League. And yeah. I have uh, yes, decent upon decent upon decent performances, but really, I think he got knocked out of the qualifiers. Villarreal knocked them out, yeah, yeah, in the first round that year. So it was only a job that was too enormous for him. And if you go back, 
and walk through his performances from when he left Manchester. He's been downhill. He's just recently at West Ham. He's yeah, picked yeah. up again. Not that he's on the second stint at West, at West Ham. Yeah. Went to Real Sociedad. That was his job. He only got that job because of former Manchester United coach. Yeah. That was that's, that thing gives the CV some kind of uh, boost. He didn't have some good football people around him. Look at the transfers United Bongo that appeared. Says Fabregas. And Berrera. United eventually signed him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony Cruz. True. That's another one. That was Wesley Snyder too. United ended up signing Fellini. Yeah. Later. At a much more expensive. Paid much more much again more for him. Money. Yeah. Come on. So that was supposedly in for Leighton Baines. So that was the Ed Woodward. Uh, yeah, Ed, just Ed, so the club, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Ed Woodward's So he had two green horns, more or less, at the centre of probably the biggest job in English football at the time. Obviously, they were bound to fail. Now, um, look at United's coaching staff on the Fergie. There was Mike Phelan. Mike Phelan. came back on that, Olegan Asosha. Yeah. As Rene. Uh, then there was Eric Steele, the, the goalkeeper coach. Well, he's, you, did that backroom change... Several times, yeah. but those guys like Rene, but, 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 but a major part of, of that backroom, I've always felt that if Fergie had decided to stay one more season, they would still probably have won that title. The following season, yeah. Although, I mean, remember that the following season was won by City. Was City. Remember that United also won that 20th title with what a squad a lot of people felt was aging, aging yeah. was declining, got a bit of refreshing from Robin Van Persie and um. Who came in Shinji Kagawa, I think, yeah, um, joined Shinji from, from, from yeah. Borussia Dortmund. But as general feeling that the squad was already declining, and Fergie just said, See, once this is done, I'm gone. Let, I'm, I'm gone. But they still felt like, See, no, re- remember that. League by 11 points. Oh, it's 10 years right now. But do you know that in the last 10 years, City have finished above United since Fergie has left? Yeah. And they felt they wouldn't have even plunged into this depth if Fergie had still been That's why I said that, that that's. Decision where those two guys, David Gill and Sir Alex, left the center. It's probably why United are still where they are today. Now, yes, the squad was aging, but you had a manager who came with his own ideology. Felt that, imagine you saw the quote saying that the voice was telling uh, Village and you know, to, to go and watch, watch uh, Phil Jagielka. What well, was Phil Jagielka? You know, go better for Phil Jagielka. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you know, some of the things you were hearing. Yeah, um, I think it changed their, their cuisine, changed the, the menu, lot, it changed a lot of things. And, and when Giggs came back, he restored it back. When, yeah. when Giggs took over the temporarily, shop, yeah. Ah, the guy who won't beat United yesterday. He will celebrate for United. <laughs> but, but, but f- finally, I mean, Fergie's regard as one of the greatest managers in world football. Yeah, maybe, maybe even the greatest, who knows? Yeah. But you, you, you follow United for a lot of a long time. What do you think is Alex Ferguson's philosophy hmm. as a football manager, as a tactician? Okay, so the game has evolved. Yeah, and. He himself evolved as the game was evolving. I think his philosophy stemmed on playing a lot of youth. Um, not your typical passing game, but a lot dependent on wing play. On width. On width. Both wingers and full backs. Um, he, he, he never impressed him. 
they're never a person team. But they were a team who, in certain instances, tried to find some control. So when you're talking of teams that found that were built on control, Arsenal under Arsenal, you know they were not that. You know they were an adaptable team. True. That when we're playing this team, we know how to adapt. Yeah. To when we're playing this team, we can hit you fully. We can control things. So I'm not sure that you can put one approach to Fergie as a first like. Like people who say about Pep. Yeah. Chikitaka, a lot of possession, uh, pressing. Yeah. Uh, Jogger Club, Gege pressing, heavy metal forward. No. Fergie was more the flexible type. He could adapt, he could change, but a lot of his philosophy was based on playing, giving young players a chance, and also giving the best talent in England. Getting just the way Bayern will get the best talent from all the teams around him, yeah, he would also do the same. That's why I love uh, Although some will tell you that maybe some have the, the there's always school of thought that the brains behind Fergie, people like Vizier de Bosque, um, not but the Bosque, what's his name? Um, the Mozambican, oh, Carlos oh, Carlos uh, people like Rene, yeah, but Carlos Carlos and Ramon came in later. Yeah, so I mean, so, yeah, I mean, 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 so a lot of talking points is that a lot of managers passed. Yeah, but at the same time, they passed him, but they didn't find success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of players that passed through him as well, they didn't find success. No, no, it depends and on how you see. A lot of people use it as a. David Beckham found success. <laughs> no, didn't he? But talking about managerial success. Okay, but yes. <laughs> so, right. and, and and his final season, one 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 scene I always remember in his final season. Wasn't even the Premier League, it was the Champions League. I remember that when he got knocked out by Real Madrid, Again. when Nani got sent off. I know it was very, 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 very harsh, very, yeah. very, very harsh decision. Uh, I think it was a, a hybrid on Abel or something yeah. like that. And he was so livid that Fergie didn't go for the post match conference. <laughs> he had to send Mike Phelan. And we have to realize that I think he was also the last or the only powerful manager who wielded a lot of power on the media. That's on his people, fellow managers. That's why a lot of people don't understand that um, there's a point you get to in this game that you hold a lot of goodwill. Oh, yeah. Because you've been around for a while. You've won things. There's a level of influence that you start to have. True. You know. It's like getting blacked out the BBC. Yeah, when you say some things, everybody listens. So a lot of people don't understand some of the benefits that come with being that longevity. Mm. So it's like Carlo Ancelotti today. If he says something, everybody, okay, what am I even going for? Simple keep you up in that Carlo Ancelotti did on the touchline. Yeah, and I saw it was like. Went by <laughs> you know, so there's a level you get to in this game mm. that there's nothing you do that doesn't get people, cap- that doesn't captivate people. And like you said, Fergie was at that point where you, he had his hand on the pulse. 
if you do overdo, he will deal with you. Yeah, yeah. Be, and what did BBC do? They put out the report on his son. <laughs> that was, and that was yeah. And I think that what, what Fergie also did with the squad in terms of refreshing the squad every season now became a template for other managers. Oh, you yeah. could see, I mean, Pep Guardiola is doing that a lot, you know, because he feels that if you keep the same group of players yeah, together, Max Thompson, yeah. yeah. So you keep on refreshing and refreshing, keeping the squad hungry and hungrier. And interestingly, that's been one of the ingredients for the success their noisy neighbors yeah, have been yeah. enjoying in the last decade um, or so. But um, we'll see what happens to United next ten years. Maybe another, maybe a Premier title have been in the back then. Hopefully, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. So yeah, I mean, we have fan mail um, and. Um, Looks like a Chelsea fan is bearing his heart out to us. <laughs> what does it say? Okay, so we have a fan mail from um, Richard Joshua, who says, First, I want to commend you guys on the job well done. I've never missed an episode since I like Qatar, and I've quite enjoyed all the episodes and learned so much. I'm a Chelsea fan, and it's an understatement to say Chelsea has broken my heart this season. But in my opinion, in your opinion, what do you think Chelsea can do differently next season to compete? I just want to hear your professional opinion. Thank you. All right. Um, to, to answer you, we've got Chey from Coverbid, who um, is a co-founder at Coverbid, uh, who are sponsoring the podcast. And um, Chey, um, it's good having you join us from the States. I mean, it's good being a Chelsea fan these days. Score three goals in the game, probably the first time in 10 years Chelsea are doing that. Um, finally got a win. What, what do you make of that fan meal from your fellow Chelsea fan? Oh, man, I mean, it's... um, I feel his pain. You know, I feel his pain. But I'm not even... You know, I'm not asking those questions. I know what the, what the answer is, really. It's just that we need to have our own starting 11. We need to have people that know just starting 11. They know that this is my position. This is what I play. This is what I'm always going to play. Um, And at the moment, I think that's going to be hard to figure out because... You know, as you know, they're actually even trying to build an extra players' room to fit all the players, uh, <laughs> fit all the players that we currently have. So, you know, our problem is that we don't have a dedicated starting eleven. We don't have people that are playing like they know what they're doing. People are playing without chemistry. I think obviously, if we get a good coach this summer, that could actually give them that definitive role, not somebody that's experimenting just like how Porter was experimenting every freaking game. <laughs> so I forgot. But, you know, it has to just be that. Find that dedicated starting 11, build up on our team chemistry, and that's it, really. Like, that's all it is. We have the talent. We have, every time I watch a game, I'm, I'm so disappointed because I see all the talent we have on the field. And, you know, it just shows that coaches are really, really um, an important part of football. So, um, just like I said, starting 11, chemistry, and a good coach. So, Yemi, I wanted to also talk about the fact that I find it very surprising. I find it a bit alarming that in the midst of this crisis Chelsea have gone through, the owners still don't have a clear idea of who they want to be or who they want to appoint as their permanent manager. We know the all-time favorite is Mauricio Pochettino, but it felt like there's been a dead end in the last couple of weeks. Yes, and uh, it just shows you that I don't think these guys have a full grasp of what is expected of them as owners of such a big club like like Chelsea FC. Um, Pochettino seemed like odds on to get the job. Yeah. And it was like it was a done deal. But all of a sudden, that was kind of, kind of quieting down. 
we haven't heard anything and it's going to really affect Chelsea for the next for next season because the sooner they make this appointment the better one it will help them be able to, to plan accordingly for next season they can plan their precision properly he can quickly get into the business of pulling down the squad which is very important for them for you know for the short and in the medium and the long term in terms of for Chelsea from the playing perspective um also probably start looking at if they're going to bring in any new players so it's important that they get an appointment and get it right now but it doesn't seem like there's any headway whatsoever in that with that respect interestingly che is not sold on the pochettino project ah interesting <laughs> che, tell us about it you i mean last time we had a conversation about Mauricio pochettino you are not convinced at all yeah. uh, my my issue with pochettino is that i feel like we need a really strong coach like a strong coach that can't be pushed around some you know like we having people that they could just come in and say i want you to play mudrick you know instead of whoever deserves to play that i i pochettino feels like somebody that doesn't have that that strength to me that's just my own opinion his tactics and everything seem good that's what they said about Porter you know but if he doesn't have the strength to deal with these Americans that's that's my only issue I don't know who's out there right now that has the tactics and the strength to deal with them as available but Pochettino doesn't come on that list right now to me Luis Enrique comes on that list to me right but Pochettino does not I was watching the Chelsea Bournemouth game and I don't know what to make of the fact that the only bright spot Chelsea have had this season is a 37-year-old, Thiago Silva. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> like, I agree with that. I agree with that. That's been our only bright Well, I also think we still have been well the whole season, but he could have done better if he, if he you know, wasn't as injured as much. But um, besides that, yes, Thiago Silva. There's nobody else I could really mention. Kante came back and he's been playing really well. Um, but we didn't have a more season. Besides that, yeah, really nobody at all. My main disappointment this season is Mason Mount. Mason Mount is just the main disappointment to me this season. He just disappeared. He just ghosted the entire team in terms of his performance, in terms of the way he actually acts like he cares about the team. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I could go on and on, but I don't want to make this a Chelsea part. Anyways, another bright spot has been the women's side. They beat Everton yesterday, seven 0 right? I think they're also looking well placed to win the title. But 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 yeah, I mean, for for Mason Mount, what do Chelsea do with a problem like Mason Mount from a contractual point point of view? I think he's got one year left on his contract. Yeah. I we know what the Americans like to do these days: seven year, six year contract, <laughs> and the lad doesn't want that. Well, you can't blame him because uh, he's probably disillusioned with what is actually going on around the club, and he would, for him, it would be it would be nice to to find some stability with respect to what direction the club is moving in. And I think on the basis of that, that's why he's, there's so much uncertainty with respect to him signing a new deal. And the sooner the club gets his acts together, the better for the player in making a decision. But at the same time. I think the way Chelsea are today and these owners, they're not really in the mood to take any nonsense of anybody. I'm sure that if by the time the summer comes along and they haven't agreed with you, they'll be willing to let him go. And they'll put a, uh, a price tag on him and they'll cash out on him. It'll be a good cash out for them because uh, it's a youth prospect. Yeah, that came it's British. To, yeah, so 
They'll make some twenty to thirty million on him if really. Yeah. I don't. I, I think Mount is worth more than thirty no, million. I think because he has one year left of his contract. Because he has one year left of his contract. I no, that, that still million. doesn't put Chelsea in a bad position. No, it doesn't. Because I mean, the buying club also re- re- realizes the fact that they are buying a young player, a player who is a very key player. Chelsea who can also play different positions too. So I, I don't think I think it goes for more than thirty, forty million. But but Che, finally with Chelsea on on, on the pod. I want to also go back to the question of um, um, the fan mail we, we got. And they were saying, okay, what should Chelsea be doing next season? What do you think Chelsea should be doing next season? Yeah, I, I just really think it's about playing your starting 11, playing a confident, strong, dedicated starting 11. That's really all I think it is. I think if you play the same guys over and over every week, let's say we lose the first two in a row, by the third one, this should be good. I don't. I just don't see the point in changing the team so much, unless somebody is doing extremely bad. Yeah, get rid of him and switch him up to somebody else the next game. But everybody's playing bad, so it shows that it's a team issue. I just think they need to build your chemistry, have a dedicated starting eleven, and have a strong coach. That's really all, all we need. Interestingly, that strong coach is not Mauricio Pochettino. As far as he's concerned. <laughs> Uh, but 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 che, actually, um, we we would have to um, let you go. But I mean, let's talk about Coverbit for a while because I mean, you guys are powering the podcast, and a lot of people would like to really know. I mean, how Coverbit really works. Um, we've got about um, three four weekends before the season wraps up, and it's gonna be like dry land. Although I know we have the under twenty World Cup coming through, we have the FIFA Women's World Cup. But the European football season wraps up in a couple of weeks from now. And it's important that people make a lot of money in this well, period. You know? <laughs> so, so, in a nutshell, Che, you want to tell us how Cobabit really works? Yes. Um, so, um, our fantasy football product is we pretty much pull people together and um, we give away prizes to the top 25 people in the pool. So, let's say you enter a game for a about um, 100 naira. If there are 115, 100 people in the game, you know, you guys share a pool of, of um, 10,000 naira. Then we have other games for 40,000, 200,000. And um, we do a giveaway every Saturday um, for 40,000 naira for the uh, EPL. So every Saturday or any day there's a game, you could join our fantasy football game select the lineup for the players that are available for that game and compete against other people. So, you know, you're competing to see if your lineup is going to do better than another person's lineup. Yeah, and yeah. if your lineup does better, you win the pot. I mean, that's that's pretty much how it is in a nutshell. And I'm sure a lot of people are used to playing the Premier League game on, um, you know, um, the Premier League fantasy game on PremierLeague.com. It's, it's very similar, but this one is just a daily fantasy. See, it's based on the teams that are playing every day. You play a tournament a day. Um, you don't have to wait for the entire week to see your results. It's instant. It's live. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Yeah, I think last time I checked, I got some two thousand there on my last um, on my last game. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, I think I got about yeah, six there. <laughs> yeah, but 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 and when you mean lineup, you don't mean like eleven players. I mean, the cover bit is about um, six players. Yeah, so it's a, a different. There's um when you're playing with uh, when you're playing 
for a game that's just like, for example, we have Real Madrid and Manchester City playing tomorrow. For those kind of games, it's uh, just six lineups. Yeah. Um, you select the captain. A captain is who you think is going to perform the best out of all of your players. Um, and then for our regular league battle games, it's about eight players. Yeah. Uh, two forwards, two midfielders, two defenders, a goalkeeper, and then um, a utility player, which is any forward, midfielder, or defender. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's two different lineups, eight or six, um, and it, it makes it very interesting. Um, uh, so I, I think it's a game that uh, we've, got, we've got a lot of traction from a lot of people, but I feel like we need to keep on... Interested in um, playing against each other, not playing against the house. I think um, betting right now <laughs> has a big wave for people because of the potential millions they could win. But um, this gives you more control, gives you more, makes it more competitive because you're actually really thinking about your players. You have to have sort of, you know, at least basic football knowledge <laughs> to play it. Definitely. Alright, nice one, Shay. Thank you very much. Um, and. Um, Definitely, I think next episode we're gonna have you on again. Hopefully, this time we're not gonna have a Chelsea. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, people thought Chelsea. I mean, on the ESPN last week, I was seeing you know articles how Chelsea could get it. I said, no, it's, it's, it's not this bad. It's not this bad. Let's take a chill pill. <laughs> let, let, let's take a chill pill. But, but you know, you, you owe me a favor. You owe me a favor for the ends. You know what that favor is? Because of what? Sorry, I didn't hear that. You owe no, me a favor before the season ends. What is it? Let me hear. Okay, now, you just need to do two things for me. Beat United at Old Trafford <laughs> and beat City at the Etihad. That's all. <laughs> See, I think we're going to beat United, but we're never going to beat City. Ah. Sorry, unfortunately. <laughs> Honestly, I, I will I take Chelsea beating City over Chelsea beating United. Ah. You know? But do me a solid. Uh, if you do me a solid, uh, I'll repay. I'll repay in kind. <laughs> but you know what? I've been very sentimental for Arsenal this season. I've been, I've been actually rooting for you guys. And, you know, I, I feel so weird saying that. And I feel out of my experience saying it. But I've been actually, I, I, I was hoping you guys were going to win this season. It's, it's mm. kind of sad that, you know, you know Man City just took over. Because, I mean, after all this hard work and getting to this point, this was the this, this was the thing that was going to tell people. And, and, in a way, it kind of leads back to Chelsea, right? It was going to tell people that having a dedicated coach and not changing actually works out. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I feel like Chelsea needs to learn. And I said that was going to be that example. Like, okay, I've, you know, they stuck with me. You know, I've taken them to the, you know, the, to win the title for the league. But, you know, let's let's hope it get that way. Let's hope City, City loses a couple of games and we beat City. And, uh, you know, hopefully it gets there. But um, I, don't, I don't think we're going to do it. <laughs> All right, all right. Thank you very much, Che, for joining us all the way from the States. Do stay safe. We'll talk to you some other time, okay? Yeah, you too. All right, nice one. All right, thank you. All right, so that was Che, um, a Cobobit co-founder. And um, thank you very much once again. And big shout out to Cobobit, who have definitely kept um, us running. Yeah. It's, we are paying for this. Ah, <laughs> 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 right, yeah, I mean, so, so, I mean, it's talked about us, so, so. How about we just get into Talking Arsenal as well. And, I mean, I didn't expect that result at St. James's Park. I knew it was going to be tough. But Arsenal are going to come out 2-0 winners. Especially with the strong start from Eddie outside. Oh. And...
we knew that at a point in time, Newcastle were going to come good because of the investment coming to the club. But we didn't expect it was going to be this fast. First of all, Wally, I remember telling you that he was trying to play Jakob Kivio in Arsenal's centre-back position. You said no. Yeah, me. Jakob Kivio hasn't solved Arsenal's defensive problems. He's kept how many clean sheets? Oh, yeah, man. See... He so the, the, defen the defensive department wait, kept the clean sheet, not Jakob Kivio. He plugged the hole created by Maybe. the weight now, by the absence of William Saliba and the inclusion of Rob Holden. He's come there and he's made that defense a lot more steady. No, I don't think so. One. Two. I'm quite impressed with Aswan's character that they showed in St. James's Park, how they navigated those first. Critical minutes uh, at the start of the match. That first ten minutes, it was it was it seemed like make or break with the way Newcastle started that game. And as now without the storm, without the storm, I went the other way and got the lead. Um, I thought that's why they showed them the video of the game last season. So that's you know the last season game where that cost them the Champions, the Champions League place, and he felt that also played a part in Arsenal's determination. Yeah. I don't know about that, but in terms of what I saw... It filled the anger filled the <laughs> and they wanted to go for revenge. If we're being sincere also, I think the referee had a bad game yesterday. Really? Yeah. Nah, nah. He, he, he almost see, lost. He didn't, have a, he didn't have a great game, uh -huh. but because he didn't have a great game doesn't mean you had a bad no, game. had a bad game. Nah, nah. He almost lost control of that game. Yeah, I mean, that means, you, have... that means you, you are already succumbing to the whinings. Of a deal. No, first I'll, and foremost. I'll take you back to the first, first and foremost one day. Yeah. You know I am a card betting man. So that's why so you're worried. Man first killed my you only had one card in that game now. Why? For all of those crunching tackles. Exactly. I understand. Yes. But that game was a physical slug first yes. right from the get go. And the guy could and have does it, does... stamped his authority on the game, but yeah. he didn't. By the way, make sure to the card guys. Yeah, I mean, he's just saying this from a position of frustration. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I remember the first leg when. Newcastle got a new under the Emirates, and the day I was saying we did what we had to do to get a result. Now, I thought I was saying it also, that they also that did what they had to do, and the day I was all, you know, weeping no, no, and whining. But you see, you, you, you can't blame me for being frustrated because the way they started that 10 minutes, they could have got a penalty for that. That wasn't a penalty, in my opinion, as well. Yeah, it wasn't. Forget about whatever Alan Shearer has to say, it wasn't a penalty. They struck the post in the first, in that first 10 minutes, they struck the post yeah, in the second half. Did, yeah. You know, so they they, they, they they definitely would have thought to themselves that they deserve to get something from this match. Even if it was a point, they really felt they could have got something from this one. And these are the these these are the games that will build this team's character for the long term. Yeah. Because going to a place like that, being unraveled, being composed enough to weather the storm in critical times in the game is what to set this team apart for the future. Whether or not they will really title this season or not. But it was a good result in a place where everybody had thought it is, was a game I saw we're going to lose away from home. It was going to be this one. Yeah, so I saw I have two players on 15 goals, double figures, first time in history. I think Martinelli and um, Odegaard, 15 this, goals apiece. This situation has kind of brought some confusion for me in selecting my team of the season. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. By the way, I also have 80 points. Last time first they did was 2007. Yeah. Oh, since 2007? Yeah. But yeah. the first time they would get to this point mark this early. Since in the invisible, I think. Yeah, 80 points. But but let's get back to Newcastle. Do you think Eddie played to the gallery? 
by fielding Isaac and Callum Wilson together. So. You know, there's so. been the clamor for yeah, both for of both them of to them. start. And I also Although think, he said because of the injury to Sean Longstaff, that's why he felt there yeah, was... Yeah, but he, he, he probably had another bit of options. I could have started out uh, uh, Amiron, but mm-hmm. then Amiron has been struggling of late. Um, and I also didn't like the use of the two. I think it would, they would have put a lot more pressure on Arsenal if he played them as a two, as a front two. I think he used um, Isaac's ability to drop deep float wide and similar like they seem set up more like a four two three one than a four four two. And I think on the basis of that, mm, they didn't stress as far as much as they could have if they played as a front two. And I think yes, I think he got carried away to play both at the same time. I think when you're playing a team like Arsenal at times, you need to as much as possible try to negate them in midfield. Especially when you realize that they are playing someone like Jorginho who would be looking to exert hey, control. had a good game. He had a good game. Great game, yeah. He's looking to exact control, you know. And then Odegaard, who seemed to enjoy the freedom of of the Newcastle, uh, of the midfield. You know, Which was evident had, in the goal he scored, yeah, actually. Yeah. He scored. So, I think he, he got a big kind. And, and that's why, I think those are things that managers will learn over time when they're coaching certain teams. That there are certain games you need to tell yourself. Yeah, actually, I think I think that we we sometimes we go too hard on the managers. They're young; they will learn. Same applies to Ateta. Yeah. The criticism he got for the the match the game. Trust me, if he's playing City next week, I'm not sure he lines he up. Go that way. He, no. you, you get so, no. but it's a learning curve. Yeah. So he learns again next season. But um, one of the key ingredients to what Arsenal have achieved this season, I don't know if it's overachieving, but they've achieved something oh, this season, have. is is how their signings in the summer has galvanized them. Yeah. Case in point, Gabrielius. Case in point, Alexander Zinchenko, guys with that mentality, it's giving them an extra edge this season. Do you think they are capable of doing that again ahead of next season? And even if they are, who do you think can give them that extra again? And this time around, that extra probably has to give them the extra in terms of winning the title. Okay, so um, first of all, I'll tell you that this I, I really don't rate this Alexander Zinchenko you people say so much about. I don't yeah, but so. you like it or not, see, maybe okay, fine, it's a personal thing for you. Yeah. But a lot of people feel that there he has been very, very questions have been asked of him recently. Yes. Yeah, the jury has been out on him recently. Yes. But there's this mentality seem to have transmitted to the team. I beg he has no mentality. I mean. See. The bottom line is that there's a point you get to in the season where you need to jettison that certain aspects of your game. I felt that at some point with what has happened to Zinchenko of late, Arsenal needed to have a bit of a more pragmatic approach. Well, he was taken off against the castle. Exactly. Yeah. I expected that by now, Arsenal have played two unorthodox fullbacks all season. Ben White is not a fullback. Yeah. Zinchenko is not a fullback. Forget about the fact that he played at City. He's not a fullback. And I felt that at some point, Arsenal should have had a bit of a pragmatic approach to that position. And I felt that by now, since Trini had started, started some level of fitness, he needed to get his shout in that position. That's one. Looking at next season, Arsenal needs to get another striker. Very, very important. Arsenal gets in the striker. I think if Arsenal are going for a striker, that leads to the departure of Fulani Balogun, without a doubt. Um, I still think Arsenal need to probably sort out, get one more defender. I think Arsenal needs to get one more defender, and in getting that defender means one person has to go, and that person is Robolden. Yeah, I think Robolden will probably go, but yeah. I'd like to differ on Arsenal's... I don't think Arsenal have suffered from 
a lack of striker. No. Which doesn't mean it doesn't mean that they shouldn't get one. Yeah. But I'm thinking See, that I'm, I'm let, thinking let, that. Let's compare Arsenal with all the teams around them. Yeah. Once it is Arsenal scored goals this season. Once it is good. Yeah. For a team to spread yeah. goals around. Yeah. It is also important. They have a fuck up one. To have one person. No, I don't think so. No, I Mami, don't think so. It is very important to have that y one person. Yemi, Yemi, pre-Ireland. Mm. Where were the goals coming from, Man City? They had Sergio Aguero. No, in that vacuum when Aguero left and and Pep was crying that they couldn't and replace uh, Aguero. In in that period, yeah. did they win the Premier League or not? Yes, they did. Did they score goals or not? Yes, they did. What did they do? They spread it around. Yes, they spread so, it around. So City have also shown that but, you can win the title yes. without having a focal point. But what and, I, I think Alada just brought it again to the limelight again. That's hey. If you have someone like Haaland who can deliver you 30, 35 goals. Why not? Oh, why not? Yes. Fine. But would the, the way, I think the way Ateta also wants to play his football is not center. And that's why when a lot of people throw the criticism that Jesus is not always in the right place in the central position, yeah. Ateta doesn't care. He's yeah, never he's for one scared. It is important to have that. Okay, let me give you an example. I spoke to a few Arsenal fans lately and one name is consistently mentioned. As the striker that they would prefer to get, and that's Ivan Tony. Now ah, imagine, please, wait, please. imagine Arsenal has that kind of striker who always seems to be at the right place at the right time, with the amount of chances Arsenal creates. You hear me? You hear me? That guy has scored twenty something goals. Now, play for Brentford. Let, let, let's do a, a small diagnosis of of where Arsenal have gotten wrong this season. The games that have cost Arsenal this season. Has it been for lack of goals or for lack of what I'm going to mention now? Lack of physicality. Arsenal have lacked physicality where it matters. And that's why I feel that Arsenal would need to bulk up in midfield in terms of bodies. Mm -hmm. I'm give you, I'll give you a point here. Um, I think Shaq is good. Shaq has had a great season. But I think if you want to get to that next level, you probably have to do better than someone like Shaq. I think Declan Rice comes in there and gives Arsenal... Some some level of physicality in midfield. He lacks finess. Yeah, sorry. he lacks finess. I'm but, sorry. But I think that Arsenal need to bulk up I don't in know midfield. Where this, uh... Yeah, I mean, how did Arsenal lose to City? Arsenal lost to City. How did this? I don't know how this obsession with Declan There's no obsession. There's no obsession with Declan No, there's no obsession. I didn't feel like Declan <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, See, if Arsenal want to bring in someone else, but I just feel like Arsenal need to just bulk up. I lost. I thought they lost For to how City. How much actually? That's where my conversation should start. I mean, Moe says he's a hundred million pounds player. I'm sorry, it's not hundred. Definitely, also, I'm not paying hundred million for Declan Rice. You know that. You it's know that definitely. fifty million You know that definitely. It's not. It's not going for hundred. But I think that Arsenal needs to also. You know, I don't think he's the kind of player that Arsenal should go for. I'm sorry, I don't think so. So you don't think it's Arsenal esque? I don't think so. I don't think that guy is that. I don't know. This is me. I don't think he's that special. I actually think Arsenal okay Mitchell at the moment. But the fact that some of the guys that they brought in haven't stepped up. Fabio Vera being one of such, who hasn't really gotten it. I think I think uh, you're, I think you've been on film, Fabio. Wait, wait now. Smith Rowe has had a tough season. He hasn't had chances. Yeah, he hasn't had chances. On, yeah. Injured. He's had a tough season. I think in terms of numbers, as not that fine. What? Well, see, it still emphasizes my theme. You mentioned these two players right now, and if a game becomes a slot fest, a physical slot fest. Can yeah. you count on Fabio yeah, Vieira? So, therein lies the problem. One of the guys that Arsenal should be able to count on yeah. has fallen off of late. And that's Thomas Partey. Oh, yeah. We know that's just a blip. Yeah. We know that's just a blip. So, it, it's, it, it, it is also indicative of, of, the, of the mental toughness and the strength of a player and the team 
not to lose guard at this very critical time in the season. How much physicality does City really have? Oh, yes, City do. In midfield. How they much? do have. Outside Rodri. Oh. Outside Rodri. What they did to Arsenal was that they negated the space between Pate and the centre-back and ensured that Pate was almost rendered useless. What well, they identified the weak link in Arsenal's defence, which was Rob Holding. And they said, look, Haaland, you can chance this guy. That's what they did. Let's talk City real quick. And um, Gundogan almost got a, um, a hat-trick <laughs> playing in defensive midfield because yeah. he was he was showing for Rodri was rested um, for the game. But don't you think Pep was overdoing it with the whole... Okay, so I like the fact that he was calm, you know, for the post-match conference and went on to adulate, you know, Gundogan, admire him. And, but in that moment, when it happened, you know, he wasn't really happy... Was he yeah, overdoing it? Yeah, because he felt that they needed to kill off that game. Yeah, but Gundogan could have scored the penalty. How yeah. could have missed the penalty? Yes, but he felt... He, he, he was just there to be angry because Leeds went on to score. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Ah. But, but... It could have been different. Let's though. examine what Ellie Allen does. Ellie Allen feels like, okay, in good faith, this guy's on a hat-trick. I've scored yeah. 51 goals already this season. Yeah. So... No, no, there's nothing wrong with Haaland. I do understand the fact is that he feels that, look, Haaland is more of a shoot-in in terms of being able to score. But Haaland's already missed the penalty this season yeah. as well. Missed the Champions League. But he's also good, good thematic to consider that, oh, this my teammate is already on a hat-trick. He has never he's scored a hat-trick. He's also the captain of the side. Ah, Baba, it would be nice for you to give it a shot. I've hit my goal target for the season. Mm. And I still have games to even surpass it. For team, for team bonding, team ethic, it's good. But on the coaching side, when he was missed, he'll be like, we have an opportunity to kill off this game completely. Now we've messed it up. And then Leeds go and score. Score from their first chance of the game. Yeah, so he'll be worried. And you can't blame because he can't let anything slip at this time. Okay, before we talk about Aladiche and, and <laughs> let, let's, still, let's still fix it a bit on, on, on City and Gundogan. Who is in a very interesting position, position at the end of the season. Yes. His contract is up at the end of the season. He's linked to Barcelona. Guardiola wants him to stay. Guardiola was saying, see, the club knows my position on this. So it's up to the club. But, I mean, you are Shiki Begiristan. What do you do? Because this guy is 33. It's time to start preparing also you know, for the future. future. Yes. And obviously they have a Calvin Phillips on the way. I think Phillips is going. No, he won't go. No, Pep already said it. That, that is going. No, not that he's going, but he said, this guy, if you're going to start in my team, you have to show me. And he's running out of options. Yeah, when they were buying him, they Do you know Calvin know Phillips hasn't started the Premier League game under Pep Guardiola? When they were buying him, they didn't know. No, I think, I, think, I think when they were buying him, they were buying him for a position of strength. It was good. He earned his move to City. But yeah, injuries happened, a bit of indiscipline and here and there. But now, the problem with City is that their prime target, Jude Bellingham, Looks like he's on the way to So you might just have to keep Gundogan for another yeah, extra season. Yeah, for another year. And then look at the options that are available for you across Europe. Uh, but is Gundogan going to get a, collect a one-year contract? Why not? I mean, players at, that stage also, players at that stage also won their last payday. No, but at 33, he would know that, look, really. Even if he goes to Barcelona, I don't think Barcelona will give him one or two years. Okay, maybe that's, that's security. Yeah, yeah, but if he gets another year, because at his age, most clubs at that age are also very, very careful. Because, hey, if we give you more than a year's contract, you get injured, 
We know the healing process is going to be longer for yeah, him. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, so that's why they give that one-year ruling contract. And that one year allows him to also start working on his future. Yeah. And also allows the club... So that's why those players don't want one-year contracts. There's always a, a balance somewhere. They have to strike a balance somewhere. But I think if and when he leaves, it's going to be a huge miss for City. Now, Aladish's side ended the game with 17% of, of the possession. Um... If, if he's going to earn, <laughs> if he's going to earn his extra two point five million pounds as bonus for keeping them of relegation, they have to do better. It's going to be. Have you, have you seen their fixtures? Newcastle, West yeah. Ham, Newcastle. Ah, it's difficult. Oh, but maybe if they can manage to take three points, maybe three points might just make the difference. They might be in the bottom three tonight. Depending on results tonight, yeah. Results, yeah. Like they might be in the bottom three. It's going to be hard. I, I had too much faith in Big Sam. But Big Sam was saying, see, if we are able to ensure that City were keeping the ball towards the latter saves game, that means that we're giving ourselves a chance. I beg you. City don't do two up. They were just no, scared. I mean, the moment they scored 2 1, Rodrigo scored 2 1, yeah. you could see that City were, were holding on for their lives. Just, uh, I, mean, I mean, if you could make City do that, if you could make City do that, Allardyce feels that it's too bad as a chance. But Baba, he dropped Melio, the goalkeeper, brought in Joe Robles. Back to the basics. It's not about passing out from the back, it's not about being good on your feet, it's not about all that. Back to the basics. And Robles is old school, man. He's old has, school. He's been around the block for a long time. Oh, yes. Yeah. From, From Wigan. Uh, Wigan to Everton. Everton, yeah. Went back to Spain. Came yeah, back again. Yeah. Back to the basics. That's what I like about this appointment. Back to the all this personal. Good on the feet. Oh, God. Save. Like, look, why save? So, <laughs> I bet, but it's going to be hard. Ah, for this to survive. It's going to be hard. At least I'm not short of talent. They're not. Sport. They're not. You see, it's, it's, it's a, a function of they have a big squad as well. Yeah. You know, just getting the right uh, combination. But it's going to be hard. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. They're going to do three games to go. They need to win. Like you said, maybe just win one. Well, it go hard. Huh? How hard is it, is it going to be for United to make top four? They are still ah. in top four right now, though. But they are hanging on. Hanging on. Four games to go for yeah. United. United just need to win three games. Keep on happening on this win three games. Yes, because the three games that I'm looking at are three home games. And you have to have a very good home record. Only one loss at home. And that's uh first game of the season. So you got Chelsea at home? You have Chelsea, you have Wolves, you have Fulham at home. Okay. Wolves are and these are all teams. Wolves have nothing to fight for. Yeah, Fulham, Fulham also are on holiday as holiday well. Too. Unless Fulham carry their back around from uh, the FA Cup <laughs> to come up to United at Old Trafford. But I think uh, United just didn't win their games. That three games, and by the time they play Bournemouth away again, Bournemouth two are safe. It might be a different game as well. But but Ch- Ch- United have to be very careful. Extremely careful. Liverpool have it form at the right time. Fantastic. Oh, Even though right the form, time. even though the form safe. Baba, they won six games at home. Of the six, Liverpool are now becoming the latest Barcelona now. One nil to the Liverpool. Are they have done like four one nils. Yeah. Yeah, even, even though we are prefer getting a really good game at the weekend, but you have to say that, look, uh, they've picked form at a really good time. They look very solid. All their best players are back. They have a lot of options. And all the midfield again. Uh, well, Fantastic performance. This time, central Wale, midfield. You people keep saying Central midfield. Wale. The guy played a right back. When they possession, he moves to midfield. Yeah, he's sent in. He's sent in. He's not the same thing. They should play him 
you need to eh? and put a right back. Yeah, but, but we also have to realize that I think that Klopp is going to bring in the right back in the summer. He should. And I, that, I gives, that, that gives Arnold more license to be I want to see that. I actually want to see that and see if that is the injection. But, the... but that won't convince guys how good you are. I don't know that one. That guy is a, that guy is a criminal. I told you, uh, he has his pool. That pool, he's comfortable with the pool of players that he has. He's not willing to go outside the pool or stretch, you know, stretch, extend himself, and that's affecting a lot of players across board. Players that are bumbling under. Yeah. Know? Like Falari Balogun, for instance, uh, he made certain comments about Falari Balogun and. Him probably not getting an opportunity with him that so when that guy be... that guy doesn't read online no yeah, so online uh, was on fire uh, pre World Cup not on uh no send them yeah mm. so that just tells you but let's talk about David here who's <laughs> latest you know anytime he makes an error they crunch up the stats he's yeah. leading to go blah 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 yeah, yeah. so actually he's not even leading last five years number one has been uh it's been himself uh Jordan, Jordan Pickford Oh, they are Pickford, is, Pickford is number one. They are goalkeeper. Pickford is number one, then the head is no, number two. But this error comes at a very wrong time, right? Terrible time. But I like the fact that, I mean, the manager backed him. No, the manager has to back him. That's expected. Exactly. He's going to trim under the bus. But weakens around his hand a bit. Oh, yes. The hair. Yeah, he does. He does. I, I'm I'm one of the, the hair's more staunch supporters. In fact, I got a bit of a backlash yesterday on Twitter from some disgruntled. United fans, because I said United should still keep him, and a lot of them came to came after me that am I to have my head well screwed in? That was what am I talking about? But really, yes, there comes a point where you need to start asking those questions. How long can you continue to bottle or take this kind of? Um, but I, but I also words. think the frustration a lot of the hair fans have is that. A lot of people who come for the goalkeeper's head tend to also overlook some people who haven't covered themselves in glory mm-hmm. inside. Anthony True. Marshall, Jordan Sancho, Jordan uh, Sancho, and, and, and the likes. Yeah, and, and the, the is, comfortable scapegoat is always the goalkeeper. It's always the goalkeeper. If United has scored the chances they created, right? They're taking the chances they created. Won't we be talking about this? United have won the game probably 2 1. And that conversation. Will be confined, you know, to, 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 to the background. Um, but really, I'm also getting to that point where I'm beginning to <laughs> to look at him with corner eye, like guy. No, to. I was listening to Referee Nana over the kind of saying, "Hey, yeah, there's a certain way the manager wants his goalkeepers to play." Blah blah blah. And you know, you know how I feel about that season. You know how I feel about that. That's all bullshit. You know how I feel about that. Yes. So I put out a put out an infograph. On but is it true? Do, do, wait, sorry. Before you talk about infograph, is it true? It was Joko. No, it was was Joko. Yes, Joko was on set with Rafael on Beatles. But I was saying, you look at the top six clubs and who would want David the hair in goal? And I took a look at him like, okay, Chelsea are not in the top six right now, right? Yeah. So that takes that me Chelsea. So City Spurs definitely no. Spurs would definitely take him. But take as far as top six. No. No, sports are top six. Right now? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Okay, they're six. If uh, Brighton win today, Brighton goes six. So, let's, let's, okay, let's do top five for now. Because <laughs> we don't know. But, I mean, top five, City won't take him, we'll right? Arsenal won't take him mm-hmm. right now. Um, Manchester, Newcastle. Like, Newcastle. Why won't Newcastle take him? Uh, because I think right I, now. Wait, wait, I think, I think that right now, 
that Devin De Gea is a better goalkeeper than Nick Pope. Overall, yeah, yes. Overall, he's a better goalkeeper than Nick Pope. However, I'm not however, however, I do think Nick Pope is the better goalkeeper in Premier League today. Right. Yeah. No, I don't is. If no, no, I'm sorry. Aaron <laughs> <laughs> Ramsdale is comfortably no. the best goal. Can we put it out there on Paul? Wally, I will say it. No, can anyway. we put it on Paul? Nick Pope is better than Aaron Ramsdale. No, Ramsdale is a better goalkeeper. No. If I pick my team of the season, fairly sure they're not this thing <laughs> Ramsdale is a better no. goalkeeper. Yeah, Nick Pope. Oh, okay, why? Well, give me your reasons. Everything. How many points has that guy won for Newcastle? I've forgotten he's behind Newcastle has the best defense. Of course, I know that. Brand. So is he the, is, is he one responsible for that? He's part what of about to Fabian Shea? What about to? He says that he's had to be yesterday against Arsenal. Yeah. At one nil, just before half time, yeah. he made a really good save. Do you know save. how many clutch saves Ramsdale made against Newcastle at St James's Park? That he made five. Wait, that doesn't that doesn't depart from the part from the fact that I think Pope yeah, I mean, is better than Ramsdale. Ramsdale. I, I I I don't believe that if England were serious. If they were serious. We've, the Pope should be we've number not, one. We've not even had the conversation about, you know, the new trend of playing from the back. Ramsdale is a better passer of the ball. So you know, Ramsdale you know, is a better goalkeeper. Wait, you know how I feel about passing this back from the back. Yes. There's no conversation. There's no, there's no conversation about about. You this. know how I feel about this passing from the back. Uh, yeah, I mean, let, let's let's move on quickly. <laughs> let's talk Arikade. I mean, not for Ireland. Arikade will definitely be the guy we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not even because he stops her because. Over the weekend, he also went on notice. Not oh, notice yeah, yeah. About his record. He's yeah. now second, second on the all-time list. 51 behind Alan Shearer. It is Which is very good. He just come to Manchester United. And uh, <laughs> it's done. Well, that's the problem. If he goes to United, they won't do it. They will do it. Why would you do it? Where do you put up Marcus Rashford? You play on the left now. Nobody left in the play. You play on the left. And we'll just see my Welcome. But, but Arikan is a bona fide Premier League legend. Isn't oh yes, it? without a doubt, you can't uh, you can, you can't write the story of the Premier League without yeah. mentioning Arikane. Uh Yes, we know that in terms of accolades, he's not anywhere close in terms of trophies, one for his club, and, and that's his sports problem. You know, he has twenty six uh, league goals this season. Yeah, that's what I'll buy. It's the same way like Mosala, who also hit his thirteenth goal of the season, oh, yeah, yeah, the fourth yeah. straight season, and he's having a bad season, and supposedly having yeah. a bad season. So. <laughs> He has 100 goals at Anfield, Salah? Yes. Yeah. And 100 Anfield goals. Now, is he third or fourth on the all-time list in Liverpool uh, in terms of... Uh, of but of, why, why is he comfortable for... When we talk about these numbers, a lot of these players achieve these numbers on home comfort. Why is it always that way? Why isn't that Salah scored 100 goals away from, away from home? For example, I mean, on the, on the flip side, <laughs> Aramsdale has... More, more clean sheets it's away, away from home than, than at home. He has 10 away from home. Yeah. He has 3 at the Emirates. Yeah, yeah. But talk about scoring records. You get a feeling that most times they always achieve it on at home comfort. Yeah. yeah, because they're more comfortable at home. The team probably has a much more front foot approach when they're playing at yeah, home. Yeah. Uh, in the case of Ramsdale, like I said, front foot approach. Arsenal probably on the front foot for most of the games. I so think, a bit I, of and I think Ramsdale benefits a lot also from siege mentality. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... Again, okay. yeah, it, 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 it tries one when it's been uh, when there's a lot more pressure coming. When there's more pressure coming to him, yeah. and that's why it's a better goalkeeper than Pope. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> stop disturbing us. All right, um, I think anytime from now we got a couple of Premier League games. Um, Fulham, I think Fulham, yeah. Leicester, Fulham, Leicester, um, Brighton, Everton, 
Nottingham Forest, Southampton. And I should put that on my bet list. I mean, Brighton's definitely winning that game easily. Easy. I, I, should, I, should, I should definitely put in some money. Hopefully, they don't shock us. All right, mm. um, let's do the Serie A. Yeah. And let's start with Victor Sime, Vijay Karaskelia, Napoli, and Diego Maradona, and the official handle of the Serie A. So, here's the backstory. Napoli win the title at Udine last week Thursday. Yeah. And um, that result seals the title for them. Yeah. Osime scores in the second half. And the official Twitter handle of the Serie A, the English version, yeah. posts a picture of Diego Maradona crowning his heir apparent in Vicha Faraskelia. And that didn't go down well with Nigerians, who felt like Osime should have been the one being crowned. And guess what? Twitter Niger- I don't know if it was a Twitter Nigerian person, but suddenly another picture emerges of Maradona crowning Osime and people telling this official to that Osime that, hey, do the need for that's how it should be. They didn't listen though. But what did you make of, I think there's a wider conversation. No, we'll, you know, we'll get to it. On, 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 that, on that post, on that, yeah. on that picture. Yeah. I don't know what you made of it. Do you think that there was some overreaction um, from Nigerian football fans? Or you think that that was also the natural order of things? That Maradona should have passed on his bait and, you know, virtually mm-hmm. to the Georgian. Well, at the start of the podcast, yeah. that was actually what I was referring to. Oh, okay, okay. I had an okay. issue with. Um, Nigerian fans should calm down. Mm. They should calm down. I think a lot of fans need to be educated. They need a bit of education. Nigerian fans, they, they love all this. They love foreign football, but they're not sophisticated enough to understand certain things. At the start of the season, when Varashila moved to Napoli, I don't think it was more than five games before they started calling him Varadona. Once he got there, and why? Because he was probably the closest thing to Diego Maradona that they had seen in terms of style, style skill, <clears throat> dribbles, and the amount of assists he was providing. Now, are you going to negate his contribution to Napoli's... Do you think the Varadona also came... As a result of him playing like Maradona, no. No. I think it was just a comfortable... Yes. It was just a comfortable way to... Because they couldn't pronounce Franskelia. I mean, I no, dug the... but I, at the same time... No, and they, they just felt okay, Maradona. No, but at the same time, the guy's contribution was great. Oh, great yeah. competition. Yeah. Contribution overall. You can't take out the Napoli success story. With that. That's why, why did we start calling them Napoli's one-two punch? That's Franskelia. And Osime. Now, the moment the fans christened him Varadona, yeah. you knew that, yes, they felt this is the hair apparent. No, I don't wait, think so. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah, me, I don't, Hold on, I... but aside that, if you don't agree, fine. But, Nigerians need to also be a bit more discerning to understand that everything is not racism. Yes, so, everything, wait, so I don't everything think... Everything is I don't, not racism. Let me also give you an example. In the 89-90 season that Napoli, last time Napoli won the league, they had a Careca. Where? The Brazilian? Right, the Brazilian. As part of the partnership with himself and Maradona. Right? But a lot of people don't talk about Careca. Everybody talks about him because he was the main catalyst to them winning the league. Note that that also won the first league title that Napoli won. Two years earlier. Two years earlier. Maradona was, Maradona, yeah. was pivotal to it. And that one other guy, uh, Gilmombe, who was also part of that. Right? Look, this guy, as far as they were concerned, 
they felt look. This guy is having almost, maybe not the same level of impact as Maradona, but in terms of style, dribble, whatever, they felt this is the guy. So I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, the issue I have here is that I don't know and I don't think that the Serie has looked at this from this angle. No. What I think they've portrayed is Maradona handing his baton and saying, this guy, how Maradona was symbol, sim, uh, 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 symbol, symbolized yeah. the Serie A title they won in, 18, in 1890. Yeah. They've made it look like the symbol of this victory, of this title this year, has been Vitek Varaskelia, which is really wrong. And that brings me to the question. Yeah. Who has been more? Who has been? Who has been much more influential for Napoli this season? Both of them. No, no, no. I can separate them. Yeah, no, yeah, you have to. I can separate them. Yeah, you have to. You'll have to. How many assists has had this season? Vara has um, ten, then twelve goals. Ten, twelve goals. Yeah. Osimhen has twenty-one goals and two assists, right? Twenty-two goals and 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 two assists. Four assists. Oh, four assists. Five separate. So that's twenty twenty-five goals. Goal. Goals and assists. So that's 26 to 22 goal involvement. Who has more? Osime has more. Mm. Why? He's the striker. Oh, yeah, me. Come off that. What's Who his job? The What's his job? Okay, let me take you back. The 89 season I mentioned, no Madrid had more goals than Kayaka. Yeah. Yeah, me. We're talking about someone who is larger <laughs> than life here. Maradona is larger than life. Mm. So, Maradona is larger than life. Oh, no, it's not. Please. Oh, yeah. Yes, please. So, so, why are so, we such so, a so, so, what I'm saying here is that. You've you've given a very interesting expression, although I don't agree with you. I think that the old Varadona thing came as a convenient way to be able to navigate the difficulties no, of pronouncing Karaskelia. Yeah. How many people could pronounce Karaskelia? No, we, we, we How many? So, and that's what I was saying. In the early stages when that guy came through, people were struggling with him and the fact yeah, but he only was to call him Varadona. If Osimhen was, was the shining light as much as he, they would have christened him now, let me give you let me, let me give you another example. Season. Did you see the ovation Osime got? Yeah, everybody yeah, got a good, uh, got a good Did Vija come as close to that? No. Did Vija Kraskela get as close to that Osime? Okay, so now let me now. Let me now. So, no, no, no. Let me now. Let me that, wait. Let that me is now self, wait. That let is, me now flip it. Okay. Let me now flip it. Yeah. It is also easier for them to chant Osime. Now for them to chant. Oh, Varadona. No, 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 Varadona. No, Varadona. No, no. Oh, yeah, If we want to keep yeah, the same no, language. Yeah, no, yeah, me. We already solved it now. We said the reason why they couldn't pronounce Varadona led them to Varadona. No. So they could have been chanting yeah, so Varadona now. No, let, let, let's keep the same language. No, yeah, yeah. because see. Osime is like. Because I know, where, I know where this is leading to. What? It might be. It don't be surprised mm. that by the time the awards, I think the awards always come out towards the beginning of the new season. Mm. MVP for this. Vicha might take it. And I'll be very, very, very. Pissed off if that happens. Why would you be pissed off? Because Osime is clearly the best player in the league. Remember that Osime has come clutch for them this season. In the big games, Osime has scored goals. What about the games oh. that he supported? He missed the penalty yesterday. Cost me oh. my ticket. So didn't he score again? But it cost me my ticket <laughs> over 1.5. Osime has come clutch in the big games. Inter, Juventus. Has Sanchez not come clutch? He hasn't. Oh, Please. Osime. Vara went missing in the Champions League. Where was he? Osimhen had to come from injury, from not being 100%, and even gave them a lifeline. Uh, ah, about 
Baba, no, see, may not be relevant at this conversation. Okay. Osime has clearly see. Nigerian I love fans need to calm down. Uh, no, see, fine. Everything is not racism. It's uh, no, I'm not implying racism. No, but that's what people well, are saying. Well, so that's the, but I don't know about that. But I'm only implying that you do the right thing. But anyways, um, let's talk about um, the top four race. Napoli already yes. done does the title, and I think that so let me just put this out there. I think that Napoli are favourites already for next season. Yeah, yeah, but it's, keep, de- yeah. it's dependent on on keeping that players. Yeah, it's, it's dependent on that. But um, see, this top four is, I like where it's going to. <laughs> Two weeks ago, I was singing the praise of Jose Mourinho. Baba is down to seventh. Oh, the nag, Baba. And what it means is that you lose, you snooze, you lose. Oh yes. Lazio even snooze and and, and they're not thought. They might they might even be out of the top four by if the next match. Yeah, they take time. Yeah. The Milan teams were the better of the Rome teams. Oh, yeah, Simple yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you see Tio Yeah, yeah. But if he does that in the next two games, probably will score again. He always has that goal every it, season. Yeah, every season. He did last season against um, uh, Atalanta. Yeah, he always has that goal in him every season. But it, it, it makes for very interesting reading the next... So, four games to go. And, interestingly, next uh, next week... Also has some interesting names. Inter hosts Sassuolo, who they normally lose. Yeah, home. but Inter found from Inter have won four straight but games. But they normally lose at home to Sassuolo. So take take note of that. Uh, the other ones have decent teams, with, ex- with the exception of Roma, who go away to Bologna. Who I have to say, if we're going to pick, I think, I think Roma's Paletti, I, think, I think Roma's Champions League games are done. Aside Spalletti, if you're going to pick one of the managers of the season, it should be Thiago Mota. Oh, Mota's done, done a really yeah, good job at great Bologna. job, yeah, yeah. Um, but the guy, the guy at Monza too has been, has been oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah, he's very good. The yeah. guy at Monza. So, Juventus played Cremonese, and you have to see, that return of uh, 15 points has changed <laughs> the life of Juventus. Yeah, yeah. And how they're second now, you know. Yeah, but it, 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 it changed it. But remember that when he, the 15 points were restored, they also went into no, a rolling from the last no, three games consecutively. Yeah, yeah. But because Lazio, Milan Land couldn't kick on, they, they all you know, Lazio also lost a bit of steam to... Lazio had the best defence in the league. I think yeah, they still do, but they, they lost, lost some, some steam. Yeah. But it should be very interesting at the end of the season. Atalanta oh, also back in it too. No, there's no, Atalanta are back in the mix. They're out. I they're think out. they're sixth. They're sixth, yes. Yeah, they're, they're sixth. Out. All right, um, interesting times in in in, in the Serie, and I mean we're going to a week where about six of their teams uh, in Europe. In Europe, Brilliant. you know, you know, it gives me the feel of nineteen. I, I, if you're still of history, in the 90s, in, yeah. in, not even nineteen ninety, when Sampdoria beat Anderlecht in the Cup Winners' Cup. Yeah, Juventus won the UEFA. Yeah, they won the UEFA the Cup. Cup. Um, Milan were European Cup final. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yes. Um, who else again? I think Fiorentina also. But guess what? Despite all of these teams in Europe, the team that won the league was not even playing in Europe, and that was Napoli. So that's that's the strength that um, Italian football did have, and I don't they think this one can be sustained. Though. I think this is just by Apple's last. <laughs> I hope it can. I no, hope it can. Yeah, I mean, I nothing comes close to how Italian football led siege on Europe from the early nineties. Till yeah, that's why I'm hoping that they can they can find a way. I but know. the problem, major problem is them being able to keep the boys, keep the, the, the stellar names for this season. Ah, Simeon, no. you remember Aaron Winter? Aaron Winter. Aaron Winter was saying it to one of that. Yeah, played last year too. Aaron Winter was saying that. What La Liga is now, 
where the best players in the world were playing is what the Serie A was then. Oh, yes, in the 90s. Uh, yeah. 13, world, re- they are 13 uh, world record transfers now. They can't. Uh, spend money. They can't. Uh, even Madonna's move to Napoli was a world, cup, world, world record. Yeah, it was a world record. Uh, spend money. Yeah. They, bought, they, they, think was, but they can't do that anymore. I think that I bought one Lentini guy then. From oh, yeah, it was spend, in Milan. Yeah. Milan, and, and uh, the guy didn't play. No, no, no. He, uh, it was involved in the car crash. crash. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, spending money that time now. This guy came to Inter that period too. A lot of people. See, a lot of people now. see Italian football. Lot of stories. Oh yes, this Uruguayan guy, they Oscar Tavares. Oscar Tavares managed Inter Milan. Yeah, Oscar Tavares. Yeah, what's Oscar Tavares managed Milan too. Milan. He didn't work out the sack, but the sack, Baba. Milan had their three Dutch guys. Inter had their three Germans. Oh yeah. What did they Mateus, Bremen, and Klinsmann. Klinsmann. Yeah. Oh no, the Germans were having a they're having a ball that time. Very interesting times. I mean, fantastic stories from. You know, Lati also had a great. Um, a great time on that Sunday night. Pepe Signori. This year he had Lazio. Yes. Yeah, Pepe Signori, goal king. I mean, goal monster, goal monster. All right, German Bundesliga. Oh, he had Roma under Capello. You know that Sandro have one very interesting history with. Is it Rodgulit? Yeah, played for Sampdoria. Wait, wait. he did Milan, left Milan, went Sampdoria. From Sampdoria, went. All this happened in three years. Yeah. <laughs> very crazy, very crazy. You know. Um. So, so let's let's talk about um the the madness in the set in, in the Bundesliga. I don't know if it's a madness, but I mean the goal that brought Bremen into that game against Bayern <laughs> was a madness. Um, was it Lucas Schmidt or what? Power driver, crazy goal. Um, but Bayern held on. You guys think that Bayern will do this? I think Bayern would do it, but I like I like what I'm seeing of Dortmund at the moment. For the one who six past Wolfsburg, who are in form, who had been picking up, who have been seven. Karim missed the penalty. Six, that six was good. Um, so I think two games to go. Three games to go. But Bayern goes to Leipzig. Ah, yeah. So Leipzig yeah. are the are the Bayern. Bayern goes to Leipzig. And Leverkusen's unbeaten run is over. Um, Lost on Friday to Cologne, yeah. but they play Roma. I would like, I like to see that master and apprentice, <laughs> Jose Mourinho and Xabi Alonso. <laughs> that would be, yeah, be very interesting. So, lovely. interestingly, uh, next Saturday, the next fixture is Bayern at home to Schalke, Dortmund at home to Mönchengladbach. Schalke are fighting for their lives, but they got a good lifeline. Oh yeah, that's crazy a really good result away to Cologne. They scored in the 90 minutes of additional yeah, time or so. Yeah. Three two. Really good, uh, uh, they beat Mainz. So let's see. Okay, so they play. Bayern play RB Leipzig on the 20th, and I see Dortmund play the following day away to Augsburg. I think out of the three games left, I think Bayern Dortmund have about two home games. Yeah, Dortmund yeah. have two home games. Yeah, of two home games. Last home game will be at home to Mainz. Bayern will be away at Cologne that day. So, what are the odds that in a game of football, two players score four goals each? Because that was what happened in the game between Lyon and Montpellier. <laughs> And where did Lacazette put all of these goals when he was at Arsenal? No, no, no. Lacazette has 18 goals this year. Yeah. Only, who has more than him? Only Haaland Haaland and Benzema. Are top scorers. Wait, how did Benzema even have 20 goals this season? All those hat tricks now. Benzema has 20 goals this year. All those hat tricks. And he's having a. Supposedly bad season. Yeah. He's all those hat tricks now. You know, he's put. Some hat tricks together. Yeah. yeah so, 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 like I said, it's in the same group with, um, what's that group with Osime? 
who has 18. I think Rashford also has 18. That's at this the turn year. of this year. Yeah, this year. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a good game. 4 1 down after 55 minutes. They picked themselves up and still managed to win 5 4. But I go carry the game straight draw at 4 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 4 4 like this, I just. I just you like, say, uh, what you pay? Real setup. No mercy for PSG. It's still serving the suspension. <laughs> like, say, don't even play a final game for the club. Yeah. yeah. You know, it came an apology. Yeah. You know, but other apology, and I just PR stopped. Yeah. I think the guys. I think it's done. PSG project is. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. It's over. A uh, big shout out to Lance, who. Louis Sopenda. Yeah, but who wants Louis Sopenda? But it wasn't their captain. It was their captain doing the the, the great job. Seko Fofana. Yeah, yeah, fantastic goal against Marseille. Um, so I think they are up to second now, and I think there are only two automatic places yeah. in the Champions League in France. Yes, the so guy goes so Marseille will probably have to go to the playoffs, but um, still have a couple of games in the season. Yeah, but my problem with Lens is that you know they're going to be raided this season. After you know, someone will be yeah, raided, make money from the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, but then okay. when they raid them, they won't be able to put up a good performance yeah, in the Champions League. Yeah, me. That's my problem. Yeah, you expecting Lens to win the Champions League? No, 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 not not. See, I'm talking about putting up a good onslaught. Even if it's winning one or two matches mm. in the Champions League. Or when they lose, because Seko Fofana will definitely leave. Luis Openda is going to go. I'm sure there are number Don't of... be too sure about this thing. Luis Openda, the number of goals that boy has scored. Yeah, don't be too leave. sure. Don't be too sure. Just like I'm not too sure Sime even leaves on Napoli. I actually want him to give them one more year. Yeah. I think the, the euphoria about this success is so much that will somehow if he leaves. So I, I really would like him to be I would like to see Osime and Fitcher once again at Napoli. Yeah, I hope they can Because he gives them a fat chance of retaining the Serie yeah, title. Yeah. Big chance. All right, yeah, I mean, we have to wrap things up on Are the pod. Sure? Are you sure? You want to chip in the MPFL? Yeah. Let's wait till the last game. Yeah. But Roma stars are in good position. No, they've given themselves. Just like Juventus, the yeah. restoration that of the points. points eh? <laughs> <laughs> he did magic. Uh, yeah, well, he did interesting, magic. interesting teams going down. Um, you, know this, you know this Masara, average United. league will expose a lot of I swear, teams. Well, yeah. Left to me. It's, they, should be, they should be playing this, I mean. <laughs> because our net does not United get relegated. Yes. Even not for an abridged season. Well, it should just be playing like this. But wait, though. Yeah, before we go. What happened to... Because I remember when we started this podcast. We will not rest. Imade, 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 Imade. He drew again. See, in fact, maybe we jinxed him. Because if I talk about him, his goals just dried up. Yeah, it's true. Because the other guy, we didn't talk about the Imade. Yes, that was going to have to get... 15 him. goals now. It's going to have to get... Imade is seven goals behind. <laughs> See, PR, see. PR. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, say now, nah, my, ah. my product. Now, nah, FM product, now, nah, why? Was it matched that for big shots? Say, say, Imade is what? Uh, five million pounds. Five million dollars. dollars. Ah, okay. Felix, calm down. All right, our producer says we should wrap up the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much, everyone, um, you, for, everyone. Uh, for listening. Remember to always share and um, subscribe to our pod. We're open to fan mails. Send us and um, like to read from you. We'd like to read from you as always. And if you've got any suggestions, feel free to send them them to us. Uh, We're always open to all of that. So big shout out to our producer, Mr. Felix, who has been in this um, cubicle with us recording. 
So we'll see you guys next time. Okay, so last time I said what was going to happen next time we're here, he said, ah, oh, so we're going to... Be four points behind. Four points behind. Now one point correct now. now. So what happens next time we're here? Next time we're here, Arsenal may have lost to Brighton. See how this is not Brighton, you know, calm down. Just like Aston Villa. Aston Villa don't collect two back-to-back passes. But you know what I like about Villa and, and Wolves? You know, they are Midland teams. Yeah, are you know, they started the season. Last time, two teams, they met, they were yeah, yeah. relegation, but now both of them have found their right. foot with two Spanish managers. At the top of their game. Yeah, we are very good. We have only Europa League too. Yeah. Yeah, Lepetegui and, and Emery. So, that's really good for the West Midlands teams. Um, so, what do you think will be here? Uh, Brighton will have beaten Arsenal? <laughs> I, I, I think also beats Brighton. Brighton and Arsenal will be four points clear of Liverpool by the time we beat them. In your dreams. Uh, um, before we go, Golden Eagles also up against the Burkina Faso. Yeah. I had a very good team. I didn't see the game against South I'm, Africa, but it was a good game. Generally speaking, I have not seen any yeah, game. Yeah, I had it was a good good performance. Came back twice to win. I'm not the biggest advocate for you to go, but hey. Yeah. Maybe this team. But I mean, finally, the world can also see that we have a very young team. Yeah. So this is not only coming from Nigerians. The yeah. world in general can see that hey, this is a very, very um, young side. And our people should calm down. Calm down for this team as well. You know, if this team is, this team, as you said, is a very young team. Yeah. So the mistakes they make, they'll make. But now, they make schoolboy errors now. Yeah. That's why they are schoolboys. That's why they are schoolboys. All right, we got to go. Thank you very much, guys. And Thank we'll you. see you next time. Bye bye.